we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio and video podcast land. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Neon Memories, a magic, a lighthearted, magical 80s TTRPG gaming experience story, the whole hoopla, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I'm so excited to finally be back to this story. It's going to be a great time. I am your Dean of Magic, a.k.a. Mikey. You can follow me all over the social medias at PopCultureGeek at various iterations across the socials. You can also follow all of us collectively here at Vibe Tribe Productions, where Season 2 is continuing to go strong with all the actual play podcasts and pop culture podcasts we got going on. We like to tout ourselves of having a little something for everyone, so make sure to give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe to follow us on all our adventures. You can see me running a lot of things for Season 2. But, with as with all my other games that I run, I can never do this alone, because I have my amazing cast of players with me tonight. So we're going to go around, they're going to introduce themselves, plug any socials, that they have or other projects they got going on, as well as remind us all who they are playing in Neon Memories. I'm going to pick on him because it's been a while since I have seen his beautiful mug, but Chris, a.k.a. Sutfin, I am going to have you go first. Wow, to, to like, actually remember characters and stuff, you want me, what do you... What are, you, what are you expecting out of us, man? Uh, hey, it's it's Chris, Sutton, whichever. Um, I do still have Parkinson's. I, I checked that out the other day. Um, yeah, uh, it has been a while. I mean, it, it's like a it's like a long long vacation from from family and coming back to hang out with everybody. Um, Cosmos Prefect on the TikToks, uh, Parky.tv, pretty much everywhere else. We've got some some interesting interesting talks that we're 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 broadcasting on that. Um, let's let's just say it's the things about uh, Parkinson's that you won't mention in polite conversation. So, um, but tonight. Um, John Fletcher is making his uh, his appearance again. Uh, the 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 new kid in town, who's uh, trying to figure out what's uh, you know what's going on and seeing if they we're going to have any more uh, sentient pinatas come after us. Because that was you know it's, it's an interesting interesting way to you know come into town. Uh, the new kid always has to, always has to make an entrance, and my goodness, did the new kid make an entrance, literally having his own Karate Kid moment. Indeed. <laughs> I love it so much. I've missed you, Chris. I'm so happy oh, you're back. Me too. Uh, we're gonna, before I get caught up in my feelings even more, we're gonna continue on with these introductions, but... You have seen and heard this next person on quite a few projects, but I'm going to let him talk about himself a little bit. I'm going to pass it along to Damon. Hi, everyone. It's um, Damon, a.k.a. Theater Cub 79 here in the Vibe Tribe Studios. Um, I am 
the safe for work um, Twitter is DMAGamer79. We're just going to stick with that one. Or you can find me as TheaterCub79 on most sites um, like Facebook, etc. Um, I am a um, co-host of the Cubs Out Loud podcast, a bear podcast of indeterminate link. Um, we've been doing that. I've actually been doing it for 10 years, which is weird to think about. But um, we've been going strong, and we're still going. Yay. Um, along with that, for in the Vibe Tribe itself, I am Loris Perfine in um, uh, oh, A Walk Among Gods. Um, and then in this game, I play Shanice Willis, a the Rising Star prep. Yay. Oh, I have so many fun things planned for, well, for all the characters, but I have some fun plans for Shanice. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to keep this introduction train rolling. You've also seen and heard this gentleman um, across a bunch of other Vibe Tribe po uh, productions projects, but I'm going to let him talk all about it. The one and only Connor. <laughs> Hi, that's me. Um, yeah, I'm Connor. Uh, I don't have any socials to plug other than the Vibe Tribe, which you should all be following in all the different variants. Um, yes, uh, this time I'm playing Eric Colmena, the uh, Rebel Gearhead. Um, I'm also in A Walk Among Gods as Delta, the Way of Mercy Reborn Monk, and Duskvale as Danny Calaveras, the Spooky. Um, I have two quick fun facts. One, this is my little boy, Phoebe. Um, he decided to come and hang out. He is a good boy. He's massive, but a good boy. And number two, um, on my sparkle dice, I just realized on my D8, it is not laid out properly. Uh, normally all the dice uh, faces um, add up to one more than the total number of the sides on the die. Uh, on my D8, uh, the 8 and the 7 are across from each other. So there you go. New, uh, new thing. I'm going to go through all of my dice collections and find the outliers. So yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. All right. The other than Chris here, he's also been a day one since the beginning of this. And of course, he's back. You know him. You love him. Adolfo. Saludos, programas. And this is what it sounds like when you role play. Boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 boop. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. I am here to kick ass and play some tabletop role-playing games. And uh, on the Vibe Tribe, you can hear my melodious characterizations on Brave New World and Academy. And playing just me, you can hear my voices, uh, voiceature, voicing uh, uh, over at the Divergence. And the Biconics. I'm really nervous because I listened to the most recent released episode and I realized that I say uh a lot. So I'm trying not to say uh, and it's a lot harder than people give credit <laughs> to. Uh, but in this game, right here, I am playing Pavel Rasputin, the totally pumped up. Jock, who likes to bodybuild? Yeah. Uh, don't worry, Adolfo. That's what editing is mostly for. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, 
And of course, last but certainly not least, hailing from halfway across the world, and I give him all the kudos for staying up with us to uh, just pure shenanigans, the one and only Mikel. Good evening. <sighs> it has been quite some time. I am Dungary Mike, the game master over on um, The Hunt for Glory, a Death Watch role-playing game. And I am here to play Harold Seeger, or as he's more colloquially known, Oldie, the nerd, the ag nerd, to be specific. You'll find him tinkering with uh, with carbonator, uh, not carbonators, carburetors. Pardon, pardon, carburetors. Let's have a clean take of that. You'll find him tinkering with carburetors and counting corn, or just doing homework. He is not very interesting. Besides that, but let's change that, shall we? Oh, you say. So you say, I mean, freshman year of college. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I want to give a shout out to one of the listeners who listened to the most recent released episode where it basically was the entirety of the fight at the party. Well, actually, no, not the fight at the party. Leading into the fight at the party when we got uh, Pavel and Oldie arriving to the party. Um, shout out to the individual who let me know that he wasn't ready for that conversation, and I told him neither were we. <laughs> uh, this cast is so great. The characters are amazing, and I can't wait to see what amazing things, shenanigans, and horrifying things happen during this freshman year. It's going to be a great time. But with all those introductions out of the way, Let's jump into a little bit of a recap to start off this episode proper. Last time on Neon Memories, we got to see the conclusion of the party after, well, after new kid John karate kid his way through a fight and ended up becoming the unsung hero that saved the party. Our entire crew ended up partying until the morning and through various means found their way home. Some relationships were broken along the way. Some boyfriends were left in the dust. For <laughs> Brad was left in the dust. Some people ran home with their borscht. <laughs> Some people drove home. We'll find out a little bit about our other two characters, how they got home. But... We got an intimate look at the last couple of hours slash night before our characters got in their vehicles, whether they are driving themselves, they're getting dropped off, or for a variety of reasons, headed their way over to the journey to get to uh, the El Camino Community College of Magic and Technology, or ELCO for short. But before we get to the college shenanigans, right, the community college shenanigans, we still got a little bit of things that we need to revisit. So <laughs> last time we got to see how Pavel, Eric and Shanice got home and ended up spending their last night 
before leaving, but nobody, we have yet to hear from John and Oldie. So, John, we're going to start with you real quick. So, party is over. Everyone is going home. At this point, Eric, Pavel, and Shanice have left. So, for you, it's as everyone begins to leave, it's just you. And of course, you know, your neighbor that you ended up coming to this party with. <laughs> she kind of looks around at this point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. At this point, your little fairy friend, she's just walks up. She has like the shades like one is on the eye. The other is just like way slanted down. She has Sharpie all over her face. She may or may not have drank a little bit too much of the pixie juice, so to speak. <laughs> if we're going to keep say, it clean. I'm going to say may. May. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So, Julie just looks at you. She's like, uh, I think I partied too hard, but it was so worth it. And I got pictures for the newspaper. <laughs> As she just like, burp, like obnoxiously just burps. <laughs> And you kind of smell it a little bit. So it's kind of like one of those gross burps where you just there's you can smell it and then you swear you can have an aftertaste, even though you're not the one who burped it up. It's, it's burning my eyes. <laughs> so Julie just looks around. She's like, what? I she's like, hold up. And she begins to like pat herself down. Uh, here you are. She pulls out the car keys. She hands them to you. She's like, I'm too, I'm too tired. And I think I'm a little too hungover to drive. Will you take us home, please? I mean, sure. At this point, uh, I, I really, I don't want to walk. So yeah, I'll drive. Um, you might have to remind me though. I'm still kind of feeling out. I'm not sure how we got here initially, um, but I'm, I'm okay now to drive, so, which is important. Uh, don't. Let's, uh, let's, uh... Um, Any place we can get some donuts, maybe? Oh, I know a great spot. As she kind of like just sheepishly hovers slash flies over to the car. She's like, I'll give you directions to the donut shop. And <laughs> so, John, despite it being early in the morning at this point, you're still you still have your wits about you. So you're like, oh, I got this. As you look over, you see Julie just like struggling. She like opens the door very lethargically. She can she she's not even flying at this point. You just see her like pull herself up onto the seat and just like pull herself up and just kind of just lay on the front seat since she is a fairy. So she is really, really tiny. And this is after you had to move like the multiple amounts of booster seats from the driver's side and put them in the back seat. <laughs> Don't, don't worry, I, I did, I do kind of remember, so I, I, will, I will put your seat back where it was, and I try not to move your mirrors. <laughs> eh, don't worry or, about or it. Mirror, mirror rather, because this thing's only got one. <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. I'll fix it before we head on over to Elko tomorrow. 
All right. Start this thing up, and I'll give you the direction to Whispering Willies. <laughs> and so, don't look at me like that. <laughs> so, you start up the car, and you head on over. <laughs> Through her moaning and grunting, you are able to find your way over to Whispering Willies. Now, as a new kid in town, you might wonder to yourself, why is it called? Why is this donut shop called Whispering Willies? Well, I'm glad you asked. So as you pull up to the drive through, you just see a menu board with a different plethora of donuts. There's a lot of different options. But as you pull up to the intercom, very, very faintly, you're just like, hi, welcome to Whispering Willies. How can I help you? at the next window please thank you Julie did you want anything no nah. <laughs> uh, no I'm good just thought I'd check <laughs> so you pull up to the window okay the, it's like okay here's your cooler and here's your coffee It's like, you have a nice evening now. Thank you. <laughs> and you just drive off. <laughs> Connor, would you like to speak upon that? <laughs> no, I just, just commenting that that was hilarious and just rude. That's all. <laughs> I love it. You can tell we don't take ourselves too seriously in this game, and that's why I love it. <laughs> so, John, with your cooler and coffee in hand, or at least in the car, at least, you follow Julie's directions, and you remember a little bit until you get back to both of your houses since y'all are neighbors. So you things, things begin to look familiar as the, as the coffee starts to work its magic. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. So you pull into Julie's driveway since it is her car. So you, <laughs> so as soon as you put it into park, you turn and you just see Julie just like grasp at <laughs> the door handle until she pulls it open, and then she kind of just lays on the seat and just like pushes herself sluggishly until she just like slithers off of the seat onto, the, onto her pavement. He's like, don't worry, I got this. Gets up and closes the door. <laughs> I mean, you know, part of me, that's like, it's giving me flashback vibes of some events in my past. Just saying. Um, <laughs> crawling around and thinking, wow, this grass feels so nice just to lie here. Uh, it's beautiful. So you get out of the car, and Julie just yeah, like I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll go around and yeah, check check on her. Um, you know, I'll offer. You know, do you need me to 
you know, should I help you inside? I mean, that's, you know, it, it'll, it'll probably get cold in first, <laughs> but then you'll get, then the sun will, the sun will get down on you and it's, it, that's just not fun. So come on, come on, I'll, I'll take you inside. <laughs> she just gives you like the thumbs up as you kind of like pick her up and you take her inside. <sighs> so as you walk inside, Julie's mother is at the table and she's kind of just she's just sitting there. She's reading a book. She looks at you, too. She sees her daughter. <laughs> she sees you. Then she sees you carrying her daughter and she just nods, gives you the thumbs up and goes back to reading to the book. <laughs> yeah, Julie's mom is used to this kind of stuff and she's like, oh, OK, my daughter's fine. She's she's OK. So Julie's just like on onward as she points to the stairs to take her to her room. So yeah, so I'm I'm guessing that you know once we get her in and get you know situated, I'll, I'm assuming I'll go back. You know, say ask 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 Julie's mom how the book is if she's enjoying it, and uh, you know chit chat and then. Uh, Back to my my room to crash for a couple hours, I guess, because orientations this afternoon or yeah afternoon yeah right. So you make your way back in. You uh you enter the house. So obviously you are staying currently. You well right now you're staying with your aunt. As you walk in, you just hear coming upstairs like your aunt is snoring away, so she's asleep. <laughs> as, as all things are right with the world. So, <laughs> so you make your way up to your room and you begin checking your calendar. And then, uh, John, why don't you? I'll give you the narrative power now. Uh, how does the process of packing for school look for John at this very moment? Chaos. I mean, what 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 better way to live, right? Um, I mean, he, he, so John, you know, I've I've moved moved around a few times, so it's it's you've learned how to pack efficiently. But, you know, this is this is still uh this is still, you know, the eighties and it, it's you know, it's chaotic. You gotta make sure you've got your stuff and you know, you gotta have your you know, your your cool posters and and you know the the beanbag chair has to go everywhere with you, and a few books, just to, and and music, of course. And I, my 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 box of tapes is, gosh, I I can't go. I've not been anywhere without them in years. So. And it, collecting them, it's it's a labor of love almost. So. But it's I uh, you know. Pseudo typical, you know, eighties kid room, luggage pack, whatever. But it's 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 organized chaos. Let's call it that. So it, it's it's scattered. 
here and there. We're getting everything ready. The posters are rolled up. I've got, you know, the, the Christmas paper roll with the posters rolled up inside of those for, for convenience. And we're, we're ready. I mean, I've, 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 I did leave my, uh, I did, you know, my, uh, gosh, sorry, I blanked for a second. My Back to the Future calendar is still on the wall because I wrote all the dates on it, you know, for orientation and then still forget about it because I'm kind of nervous. I mean, this is, I'm anxious to, to see what this is going to be like. Oh, oh, I love it. So after packing and getting a wee bit of shut-eye, but not too much. <laughs> At the designated time coming from outside of your driveway, you just hear, eh, eh, and you just hear, yell, you hear Julie yell, it's like, get in, loser, we're going to be late. <laughs> It's not the right decade. I was going to say, get in, loser. We're going shopping. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. I need to figure out how to bottle her energy. <laughs> mm. You know what? That could be a conversation y'all can have on the way over. <laughs> and you're thinking this to yourself. And as you get your stuff and you are at the door, you turn around and you look back at what has been your temporary home with your aunt for the last couple of months you exit, closing the door on your high school life and about to jump in this car with Julie to begin your new one at the El Camino Community College. <sighs> you hop in the car. Julie just has her shades once again on. And as soon as you buckle up, you just hear the revving of her car. And just you two speed off. <laughs> Oh, and make begin making your way over to Elko. All right, so we're gonna come back to everyone but us, but we got one more person we got to revisit. So, Oldie, <laughs> this is gonna be so. You know, you came to this party. It was you and Pavel. His mom dropped both of you off, but. You know, where most people begin leaving of their own volition, you find your you find yourself uh you wake up and you find yourself outside laying on the lawn. <laughs> well at least it ain't a cornfield this time. That is very that happened a couple of times before. Getting into the moonshine. Hmm? I mean, technically there was, technically there was moonshine. <laughs> Eric brought it. <laughs> oh, I see. I have forgotten what Oldie sounded like earlier. Uh, just bear with me while I find my way back. It's the moonshine. It'll get to you. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah. The moonshine will do that to you, dude. Uh, don't ever eat don't ever eat the fruit in the jar. That's how you go blind. It'll creep up on you. Oh yeah. One way or Now listen kids. We are adults. We get to drink the moonshine sometimes. As long as uh, the man in blue aren't watching. Um <clears throat> either who 
uh, stay in school, uh, do eight hours of drugs, and uh, sleep with your red sleep sleep with your vegetables, uh, and you'll be fine. A PSA from. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, the the more you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, waking up on the lawn, probably as per usual. Not sure when Pavel left, but I'm here now, so I'm just gonna put on my my uh, probably a little crumpled uh, aviator glasses uh, with prescription aviator glasses, of course, uh, and uh, walk off uh, into the sunrise uh, to uh, go get my things so that I can go to. Uh, Go to the the college. Uh, I'm walking home in cowboy boots. Literally, yes, these boots were made for walking. No, they were not. No, they were not. They were made for looking cool at parties. At least that's what my grandpa said. <laughs> you can work them. Uh, you, you can wear them while choring, and you can wear them while. Uh, yeah, chatting and chatting about tractors and stuff. Hey, are the ladies like that? Yeah, that's how I met your grandma. Uh oh, Aldi's Aldi's gonna be a great time. So, Aldi, you you know these boots are fashionable, but like most fashion, it hurts halfway through getting home. But you power through it, and eventually you power walk your way back to your house but strangely enough i keep forgetting that you and pavel are technically neighbors <laughs> oh it's not technically we we live like half a farm from each other <laughs> short walk uh, compared to most walks on uh on this uh, uh in this uh, area essentially half a click click maybe <laughs> uh, what, what time does oldie get home you know um the sun's been up for a little bit so around like nine uh choring's already done um he's walking in uh into uh well into the hallway and then Checking to the left uh, into the kitchen where, where his family is eating breakfast. You walk in and they're eating breakfast. I, I feel as, as you get home and, and, and uh, like walk into your house out of the corner of your eye, like back in the field. You cut that out was, there. Pavel, uh, that was Pavel getting home and then his grandpa and his, and his father's. Doing a training montage with him because that's the that's the morning workout. We gotta do a montage. Exactly, and like wafting in the air is training montage music, you know. And you just <laughs> which this is just normal fare for all. Oh, no. oh. That's great. That's great. Ah, it's uh, it's beautiful. Ah, alrighty. 
So, Aldi, you walk after you at the corner of your eye, you see this training montage going on with Pavel and his grandfather and dads, plural, the dads. You walk in and your family is eating breakfast <laughs> and they they all stop. They turn at you. They just give you a nod and then go back to eating your, their breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, he's just gonna go down into the basement where where he spends most of his time doing uh, doing tinkering and stuff. That's uh, where he has his bed. Uh, the upstairs are for uh, for the the youngins and the the like. Uh, Ground floor is for uh, for the old folks, since they don't walk in the stairs no more. Can't be bothered. You know, that's that totally tracks. <laughs> uh, alrighty, oldie. So I'm gonna give you some narrative control. So why don't you go ahead and uh? recount for us the last couple of hours of what Aldi does to get ready to leave for uh, college. Well, uh, he's already packed most of the things that he, that he needs. A um, couple of flannels, a couple of regular shirts, in case he's invited to parties. Uh, the good jeans, the work jeans, and the, I'm, the... Maybe I'll go to a dance floor sometime. Probably not. And uh, the, wash, the wash day pants, of course. Uh, your regular stuff. Um, socks. Underwear. The good boots, the regular boots. Yeah, nice hat. And of course, a like a milk crate full of yeah, like a a crate full of uh, used used mechanical things uh, with notes attached to them um, fix this before harvest uh, your your brother's um, uh, gonna start uh, driving the farm truck soon uh, please uh, please uh, check this carburetor and see if we can do this and that, and it's gonna be good. Lots of uh, lots of bits and bobs to to tinker with when uh, when he's done with homework and ain't got no more choring to do. Awesome, and uh, Aldi. Once all the choring is done, You know, this is going to be a fair question. Who is going to who is going to be the one to take you or do you take yourself to uh, the college? 
I mean, probably uh, hitching a ride with uh, with a neighbor running uh, running an errand into town, um, and then going from there. I suppose. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not uh, Pavel, but like Old Man Henderson or. Something like that. I love it. Awesome. Alrighty, oldie. So with your things in tow, you also begin making your way to Elko. Uh, all right. Let's do this. I'm so excited. So at various points, the five of you, whether it be of your own volition or through the means of other transportation, after a few hours or so, because it is a bit of a drive, you all, with your uh, cars in tow, I mean, Eric, you drove yourself, but <laughs> everyone else is either getting dropped off or came with somebody, but all of you, I mean, all five of you are well enough aware of each other. I mean, you all did fight to save the party of the summer not too long ago, so that was a thing. But all of you collectively... <laughs> reach the entry slash parking lot to the El Camino Community College of Magic and Technology, a.k.a. Elko for short. So from here on out, I'm just going to refer to the campus as Elko because it is a mouthful to say the whole thing. And my brain is not in the capacity to keep saying it over and over again. So Elko is what we're going with. So listening audience, that is that is the cue for you to remember that that's what we're going to use. <laughs> So, as you all get out of your cars and you take a look, you all end up being parked up at the top. So, the way that it works is I just, the way that Elko is designed is, this is a campus that is centered on a cliffside where there is access to be able to go down said cliff and then there's a beach right there. So, this is like a beachfront. And yes, this is a community college, but we're making it fancy just like a regular college. And sometimes community colleges are a lot more fun, but that's besides the point. Anywho, so as you enter this parking lot, you guys are at the top, so you're gonna have to either drive or you're gonna have to walk with your things, depending on whether your folks or whoever you came with is nice enough. But as you all kind of are on this enclave and you look down, you just see the mass of Elko spread throughout this cliffside through various buildings and classrooms and you see the field and the giant gymnasium and even off to the side a little bit you do see like the college downtown area from the top of this cliffside so don't worry we're gonna explore the downtown in a little bit because that's where we're gonna go first because your ra is gonna hook you guys up or at least he thinks he's going to we'll see how that turns out but as you take in the scenery, you can also feel the oceanic breeze kind of blow through and you can smell the faint sea salt air as one does tend to smell when you find yourself near the ocean at any point. As a California resident, I get to do that all summer. <laughs> but as you take in the scenery and you, the senses become overwhelming, you all get back in your cars and following the directions you got in your orientation packet, you all 
use the map to find your way over to where you guys are staying. So it's only a couple of minutes to find your dorm. And as you pull up on the side of your dorm building, you all have been assigned at least for your freshman year. You will be staying in F. Bueller Hall. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I know what I did. <laughs> so for your freshman year, the five of you will be staying. <laughs> the five of you will be staying in F. Bueller Hall, which, yes, it is what it sounds like. Listening audience, they are staying in Furious <laughs> Bueller Hall. Furious Bueller Hall. Nope, it's Furious now. Fur furious Bueller. Okay, that is what it is now. It. Furious. Furious Bueller. Too fast. To <laughs> We're, uh, I, I know what I did. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right. So as so from the outside, uh, Bueller Hall doesn't necessarily seem like the I mean, OK, this is. This is going to be very bad, but by a show of hands and or your voice in your case, Mikael, how many of you have actually been to a college campus or went to a college and stayed on campus at one point? <laughs> cool. All right. Not going to ask when because that's rude, but we've I think we all have had a collective experience that usually if you stay on campus, <laughs> if you stay on campus your freshman year, you end up getting stuck in the freshman dorms, which are like not necessarily the most cushiest things so it's like on the outside the wood is peeling like the paint is fading it looks like someone did a horrible paint job the plants i say plants but they're like the plastic ones that college campuses put on in order to make it look like it's thriving but as you look at the plants and you look at the grass there are two different shades of green um, there's like duct tape on one of the uh, screen doors on the second floor building. And as you make your way inside, however, despite the outward appearance on the inside, it's not bad for a freshman dorm. You have a singular living room where uh, it's kind of like the hangout place for Bueller Hall. So if y'all wanted to come hang out for a little bit and to the left and right of you, you just see a long hallway with a variety of doors lining both sides of the left and the right of each hallway. And as you follow the directions, you all find your way to your dorm room number, which in this case is 808. <laughs> so you find your way to room 808. And as you all walk in one by one, you each find your assigned room and you begin to unpack and set it up. So, I mentioned earlier before we started the session that I am going to once again let you guys describe this, but I wanted you to give me a picture, a mental image, if you will. I want to see your creative juices, like what kind of dorm room are we looking at here? Like what are some of the things, what is the color scheme? You are the interior decorator and nothing is off limits, so be as creative as you want while also following college guidelines. So no booze, no drugs, at least, you know, that campus police isn't aware of. But <laughs> I mean, it's a college campus. Every listen, we've all been there. We know we know. But all right. So 
I have predetermined who is going to go first, thanks to my dice that I rolled before session. And uh, Eric, you are going to go first. So paint me a picture. What does Eric's dorm room look like? What is the aesthetic here? Okay, so um, is there a window? Oh, definitely. All your dorm rooms have the... So all the dorm rooms have this uh, base... They all have the same, like, standard thing. There's a window in each of your rooms. You have a small desk with the chair. You have a bed, and you have a closet. Cool. Okay, thank you. Um, so with the window, um, first up, there's going to be some plants. Um, little, like, uh, succulents and, like, general things of, you know... Uh, dirty nature everywhere um not everywhere but like in the windowsill itself um hanging from the corners uh in addition to that uh below the window is going to be the desk the desk is immediately going to get taken over by um tools and um magecraft supplies um it's going to look partial um so it's going to look partly like a like a like a laboratory setup and partly like some kind of arcane research center, um, and then partly like mech garage kind of thing. Um, toolbox on the floor, uh, that's that corner over there. Um, in the closet, um, obviously there's clothes, and if you were to like maybe peek and look in the back darkest corner, maybe, maybe there would be a, like a jug of maybe something, you know, fermenting, like some closet mead, or perhaps, maybe, who's to say? Um, the other thing with the window, I think, uh, ideally, Eric would choose a room where he can see the parking spot where um, the brat is parked, um, and maybe offer a quick egress route in case things get, you know, a little, a little copy. Um, and then under the bed uh, is going to be clothing storage, um, and uh, also maybe some more like you know light sensitive type substances, maybe fermenting, maybe just chilling out, wait until wait until it's time for them to make an appearance. You know who's who's really to say? Uh, and overall, from a rebellious standpoint, if Campus PD were to inspect, I mean, really all they'd find would be a bunch of normal supplies that any aspiring mage would would have in their research center and their homework and extracurricular activities and i mean officer really like i don't see a problem here do, do you and uh yeah that's that's eric's uh, bedroom oh color scheme um definitely some green i think green is going to be the main vibe in there um he's going to do uh green yeah just green i think it's just green um and then i think in the corner of the closet uh with maybe some of the substances uh maybe some violet maybe maybe just chilling out with some nice you know ultraviolet violet spectrum up in there so yeah nice calm chill a little bit of darkness in there but you know what you gonna do about it it's fine we're all good here right yeah <laughs> I love it. So while Eric is getting this all situated, the next person to kind of come in and find the room is going to be Shanice. Shanice, what does your what does Shanice's door room look like after she's undone packing? What's the color scheme? Let's. I'm so excited to hear this. Okay, so first of all, um, 
the furniture that was in the room is gone. Like anything that is used or dated or whatever is, is her parents have the money. They like, we're just getting you all new stuff. So like immediately, like the desk is taken out, not by her. They've got, they've got people to do that. Um, um, so the, the room has been painted. It is half neon pink and half like neon yellow. It is kind of that very 80s color scheme um, moment here. Um, uh, the bed is now a canopy bed. You know, full-on canopy. It's probably a little... It's a, it's a custom-made one, because I doubt she could have the actual full, like, 80s, like, big poster bed, like, canopy bed in the dorm room, so she kind of, like, lo- it was lowered. Um... The desk is, there's going to be two, like, desks. There's going to be one in a corner for um, school, whatever, you know. She's going to probably do work, maybe. Um, and then another area is going to be um, sort of a makeup, um, just getting ready room. It'll be next near the closet. Um, the closet is full of clothes. There are bins for um, day wear, night wear, and um, there'll be there'll be definitely be extra storage. Um, one big thing that will be added is a mirror, um, like a large, like classic '80s, like glass mirror. Like <laughs> everyone knows that. Um, that motif and um, there is going to, if there's room which as I'm trying to like put everything else um, there is a wonderful like modern 80s like stereo system so the whole like gosh what were they called is it a platform is that what I'm thinking I don't know um deck. Uh so it has like the seat the not CDs, we don't have those yet. The tape deck, the record player on top, the big speakers. Yeah. Whole nine yards. Cause um she's gonna need music because she's gonna be doing something, like music or performing or rehearsing um to something. Uh and yeah. Um that's what I came up with. And with the only thing that is, is going to be different. So she has a, we'll say that she has an extra closet and out of it will come a, a um, like a chair kind of couch thing. So that if she has to finds herself needing to recline after a long day she can't and she doesn't want to do it in the bed she has a place where she can kind of like recline and think about her day yeah <laughs> so that's that's her that's her room oh the rising star i love it <laughs> all righty 
Alright, so this one should be interesting. So the next person to come into dorm 808 is going to be Aldi. So Aldi, why don't you describe his dorm room for the listening audience and like what's a part of it? What is the color scheme, if any, going on? But what does it look like? All right. So there had been a small shipment of things sent in advance. Uh, some like some old like uh, tractors, illustrated magazines, uh, a hmm. I'm thinking of the scale here, one thirtieth the size of a uh, Garrett traction engine, engine um, steam tractor, essentially. Um, that just um, <clears throat> you turn you turn the you turn the steering wheel and it it turns the wheels and it puffs around in a circle. It's very cute. Um, makes them feel like home. Uh, just bed sheets and and a nice, uh, nice oak, like inherited uh, oak bookcase where where all his things can just chill out when he's not using them. It's fairly Spartan. Uh, Otherwise, a rug, a uh, couple of drawers, a bed, obviously. But other than that, it's not much worse than uh, any other dorm room. Oh, and uh, there's a uh, a. Um, in a picture of uh, Jane Doe um, instead of John Deere, of course. <clears throat> That's about it. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> the fact that everybody can see these reactions just makes it even better. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're going to have so much fun. Okay, so second to last, but still just as important. <laughs> New Kid John, you have entered the building. Um, I'm very interested. So, John, what does your dorm room look like as you begin to unpack? <laughs> imagine, imagine the deepest color beige cinder block wall you have ever seen painted in a college dorm room. Wow. And then oh. overlay that with with another layer of let's say I don't know how to describe it. It's like the the weird green color that's that's like flakes off, that the beige flakes often becomes underneath kind of thing. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, I want to say like seafoam green, but not quite kind of a weird mint color stuff. 
So we so we got that to start with. So that, that's that's our that's our our canvas. If you um, so we had two posters and a calendar. The calendar, and you know, it's the Back to the Future calendar that I had. Somehow it always keeps track of the uh, the current year, though. Um, can't imagine. And uh, you know, there's there's the Einstein picture with his tongue out, sticking his tongue out. And then the one of, uh, it's just, just of the mountains that he thinks he remembers being part of his home at one point. Um, so kind of sparse, but I mean, not, not real bad. There's, there's room for improvement. A box of cassettes, a uh, couple of milk crates of books, pillows, beanbag chair, the 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 weird rug um and you know the the knit wool blanket that he got from his uh that he got from his aunt to to keep him warm on the bed and an alarm clock and a coffee maker so so he he packs light right now but like i said there's uh we're anxious to explore downtown and see what uh what other furniture and knickknacks we can find? Uh, I can't wait. I got the perfect place for you during these interludes. There will be a thrift store now. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. My world, I have things in my world, but y'all will make this even better with your characters' things. Of course, last. But not certainly, not least, the final roommate to enter dorm 808 is Pavel. So, Pavel, uh, I can only just scratch the surface of what I think this is going to be. But you know what, Pavel, why don't you give us a description? What does his dorm room look like and what is in it? So, I need a quick clarification. Are we sharing uh, rooms or... Everyone gets their own room. Everyone get so here's the thing. So there are a total of six rooms. So like you're in room eight oh eight, and each of these dorm rooms consists of six separate rooms. So one for each of you, and you in the middle. So like three on the left side of the building, three on the right side of like this apart weird apartment thing inside, right? But you all share a singular kitchen and living room within your do- uh, room of eight oh eight. So everyone has their own dorm room. Okay. All right. So, Pavel's room. It is sanitized and efficient. There's no paint on the walls. It's just the straight gray concrete, but not concrete cinders. There is actually like the smooth concrete on the walls. Uh, The carpet is a very drab yeah it it's a drab green let's say it's a drab green um see there it is the um <laughs> listen the, 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 just let it happen it's okay i do it all the time too <laughs> the the bed is a uh metal framed again very 
straightforward, economical metal bed. And walking into the room is the Rasputin family. So you have Constantine, Constantine, his biological father, and Artem, his father. And Pavel is carrying the like a steamer chest, a big steamer chest, right? And he's, of course, because they're bears and they're all, you know, big. Uh, so Pavel uh, is holding the, the steamer chest over his head and, of course, ducking under, like, door jams and whatnot, you know. Um, Constantine being uh, the father figure, the father figure in the family, he has two steamer chests, right? One on, one here in in one arm, in the left arm, the other, uh, I should say, on the left shoulder and, and the other on the right shoulder, and he's just carrying carrying them thusly. Um, Artem uh, is being very motherly, so uh, he has, he is carrying bags of food, all pre-made food, in uh, the glass, yeah, not even Tupperware, we're like glass... Mason jars. The, the old school, well, yeah, mason jars, but the old the old school corningware uh, that has like that light brown goldish coloring on it with saran wrap or tinfoil over it, right? Um, and of course, uh, 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 Dina, um, um, Boris is coming up, uh, not bringing the rear because in the rear, <clears throat> he's walking in the, in the back with, uh, with Pavel's biological mother, uh, Miria, who I didn't describe Miria uh, earlier. So Miria is a, Humanoid. So she was a gymnast for the Eastern Communist Bloc when they defected, and uh, that was the whole reason why her and Constantine were forced to get married is because they were the the pinnacles of statehood, and you know they they made them get married. But yada yada yada. So, but Miriam, uh, uh, Maria, I should say, Maria. Uh, so she is. She's humanoid, very svelte, with a gymnast, a female gymnast body. Uh, she is. She does have features that make her look kind of Arctic foxish. So she has like little Arctic fox ears, um, and uh, a little bit of a, of a snout, but it's not like too pronounced, you know. Um, uh, it's a good homogenization. That's your college word for the day, because I'm smart. Homogeniz your homogenization of 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 human and an animal, you know. And um, she's dressed like she has to go to one of her aerobic classes to instruct. Uh, so, and she's walking in the back with, with, uh, Grandpa Data Boris, uh, who, of course, you know, looks like the polar bear, um, 
and you know everyone's chit-chatting away there's just a whole bunch of of slavic getting tossed in the air right and um they walk into the room uh and they'll they'll put the the three steamer trunks down uh there's also a small fridge uh when i say small it's it's one of those that fits on on a uh, on a dresser type fridges uh again everything is very and i'm not it doesn't look it doesn't look like a poor person it just looks very very 80s eastern communist block type uh type architecture and feel where there's space is used uh efficiently and everything is everything is in its place you know there nothing there's no no wasted space uh so they all come in they'll put the steamer trunks the steamer one of the steamer trunks of course goes at the end of the bed uh and then the other two uh actually one goes into the closet and opens up into uh so that it it can actually be a closet itself uh the other steamer chest can go underneath the bed uh so the family uh they kiss pavel goodbye um you know and they they take their the, the pictures and everything uh there is a window there is one window again very eastern communist block like the window's like this big and it's not even square it's like hexagonal or whatever right um and yeah it's like you know uh and as soon as everyone leaves again everything uh for all intents and purposes looks very drab but pavel pulls the steamer chest out from under his bed and he like he'll look around to make sure no one is is looking and he'll open the steamer chest and he'll pull out this cassette player slash alarm clock that they used to be really popular in the 80s they were like uh i would say maybe a a foot long and they were black and the one half the one side of it was the the fm radio portion the the right side of it was like the, the the cassette player the speaker was in the back and it was this small speaker and then uh you set the the alarm clock uh was digital there was a digital readout and you would set that uh and all those buttons were on top but it was the 80s so all, the buttons were like really big and silver which you know is what they thought was futuristic um so uh he would he would carefully again looking to make sure no one's no one's looking carefully put that up uh on the dresser uh by his the head of his bed and he'd plug it in uh, and he would produce a tape that also was in a hidden pocket in a steamer chest. And he would place it into the tape player and hit play. And Prince's Purple Rain would start playing the album, not the song, but the album. <sighs> I love this group so much. <laughs> I love this group so much. Alrighty then. So, as you all kind of... (laughs) 
as you all kind of f finish up and say your goodbye, well, some of you say goodbyes to who, uh, your folks who dropped you off. <laughs> um, Aldi and Eric, you kind of came on your own, so you guys are just here. John, Julie is across the hall <laughs> in her door. So if you ever need anything, she's literally across the hall. And prior to dropping, like you both enter because you're both in uh, Furious Bueller Hall, as we have dubbed it now. <laughs> um, but as she dropped you off in Bueller Hall, she, she told you that if you need anything or if somebody's giving you a hard time or if you just need somebody to kick somebody's ass, you just knock on her door and no questions asked. She is ready to go. And for some reason, as she said this out of her bag, she pulled out some nunchucks for some reason. Listen, Julie is that girl, okay? She Forget the maze. She is about the nunchucks, especially when she's trying to get the scoop on what is going down. Homegirl will do everything for a scoop. <laughs> and she's, she's had her fair share of fighting of some weirdos in high school. <laughs> uh, but... As you all kind of settle into your rooms and you kind of come out into the living space in the kitchen, obviously the five of you recognize each other from the party. And I mean, new kid John has kind of word has gone around town about his antics and his fight with one of the bigger uh, gang members of the <laughs> of the sentient pinatas. <laughs> And as you all come to this realization, you all kind of are taken aback as you hear a loud kind of like crashing sound coming from the door in entering your living space. And as you all turn, at first you really just see somebody struggling to get a giant surfboard through the door. And it's kind of like, kind of not being able to fit it through. It's like, oh, come on, like totally come on. And it's like, ah, got it. And turn and like is able to kind of just push it in for, for some reason. You know, it's one of those like circle in the square hole kind of situations. It shouldn't work, but somehow it did. And as the surfboard gets lowered, you see a very familiar looking individual. But instead of your quintessential Ric Flair slash uh <laughs> Hugh Hefner kind of bat like robe you see walking in a very tall and lanky uh, individual rocking some Birkenstocks and <laughs> like the most gaudy neon colored swim trunks and the most loud Hawaiian shirt possible. He's got the surfer shades on and like the very very ugh, I can't believe this is a fashion trend. I was a child of the 2000s, so I had to see it all the time. But you just see like lines of puka necklace, like puka shell necklaces. <laughs> uh, those those never those need to stay dead. <laughs> and of course, the five of you know that this is the Chad. And it's like, what's up, roomies? I am your R.A. The Chad. So, yes, the Chad is your R.A. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. Quick, it's wonderful. Quick, what could possibly go quick, wrong? Right. Quick question. 
what time of cr- what type of crashing sound was made? Was it like a very dramatic crashing sound or a softer type crashing sound? Let's say it was the dramatic kind because I live for the drama. <laughs> it's like right. so. If if it's a dramatic crashing sound, then Pavel's door is closed. But as soon as that crash is heard, Pavel will literally burst out of his room, like busting through his door, Kool-Aid man style, right? And he will be all puffed up and he'll be like, Bush boy, what is going on? Who needs help? I I think it's okay. Do I I need to break someone? What is happening? No. I don't think you need to break someone. Oh, it's all right. It was just... I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I, I am just... This is the first time that I have been out in public without my parents. So I am a little on edge. And he'll, like, slowly try to slink back into his room. No, no. Then he'll stop, and he'll just freeze and be like, I will stay then. And he'll just kind of, like, stand there uncomfortably looking like a statue. Aww. Are our rooms next to each other? You know what? I drew a map for this. This is going to be interesting. So... Like I mentioned, there are three rooms on the right and three on the left. So on the left-hand side of this quote-unquote apartment, you have Pavel, you have Eric, and you have John all sharing one side. That's the left side. So, Pavel, Eric, and John, you are on the left. And then obviously on the right side... Because, you know, the right side has, I mean, they're technically all the same, but this is Shanice we're talking about. So Shanice made it like the biggest room possible. So Shanice, the rising star, always gets the biggest room. But on the right side of your apartment, so to speak, is Shanice's room, Aldi's room, and then your RA's room. (laughs) So the Chad is staying on the right side. Nice. Sweet. So I'm guessing that side faces the ocean view, or... Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. There was no question about it. Shanice needed all the accoutrement. Yeah, (laughs) we get the ocean side, we get the the blinding sunlight in the And the the parking lot. lot. (laughs) With with the lone shrubbery and tree in the distance. (laughs) We love to see it. Asphalt and metal. <laughs> <laughs> and, if you, and if you catch the doors just right, you can actually hear the ocean on our side of the book. Of the <laughs> the acoustics will just carry it right through. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, so since we're next to each other, um, as you crash through your door, um, Eric is going to crack open the door and be holding like like just the tiniest little wrench like this one and just be like ready to go see you and then immediately slam the door and creep on back inside (laughs) it's just like I got it looks up 
Oh no, and then. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, thank you. Oh my goodness. While this is all happening, the chat enters. This is like, Eric, you don't need to be shy. You can come on out. <laughs> Muffled, you hear? I'm fine. I'm good. I'll be out. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> and then so, Eric does come out. So, to give a little bit more context of the chat, because I describe. I kind of gave what he was wearing and just his personality type. I didn't really describe what it is. So as a reminder, this is a fictionalized version of the 80s in the fictionalized version of America. So, the, you know, magic 80s humanoid creatures all over the place, not just human beings. Um, the chat. <laughs> uh, this one's going to be a lot of fun. So. How do I put this? So the Chad is like, <laughs> so I want you to picture this, right? So think of what happened as like when, so, <laughs> oh boy. So the Chad is basically, think of him as like an anthropomorphic duck, right? So he's literally like Donald Duck, except he is wearing shorts. <laughs> but he is not prone to get angry. This is like if Donald Duck took a lot of weed and it was just chill the entire time. <laughs> and we are this far into the YouTube video, so I can say that. <laughs> so he took a couple of edibles and they haven't really worn off. So he's just like, yeah, bruh. I, I have mad respect for the Chad. However, a duck. So this whole time, the whole mental picture that I've had for the Chad Putting the glasses on, wearing the puka shells, it's a duck. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I mean, bad vibes just flow off the back of like a duck, you know, man. <laughs> In the words of Jake Monsoon, water off the duck's back. <laughs> yeah. This is unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. From down the hall, you hear Julius is like, Fozzie, is that you? <laughs> oh, no. I'm just, oh, man, I can't wait because I have yet to make Julius uh, roommates and I cannot wait <laughs> to bring it down. Listen, this is going to be great. Alrighty. So, <laughs> as you guys... You know, the Chad walks in and is just situated. It's like, so yeah, welcome to your freshman year. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm going to be your RA. So I have a couple of things that I need to go through. And from his like swimsuit pocket, he pulls out like this really crumpled piece of paper. And um, he's kind of like, so these are the things that you have to do. And I'll post these a little bit later. And um, to kind of go over the rules, but essentially, you know, the typical RA stuff, he's just like, you know, basically in a nutshell, it is don't do anything stupid if you're going to have. a. So this is how he goes. So he lists the RA rules, but he puts the Chad's twist on it. Right. So it's like don't have any alcohol or paraphernalia in the dorm room at any time unless you're going to share with him because he don't snitch. <laughs> If you're going to have a party, 
you need to make sure that well technically you're not supposed to have parties in the dorm rooms but he's just like if you're gonna have a party you gotta invite him and if you're going to you gotta let him know because he has somehow he also has connections at the school and in downtown of if you need certain things make sure that you you know go attend class all the time and make sure that you do your work and all this stuff but he also says you know that he he says like there's a magical thing called you know you're supposed to go to the library you're supposed to take notes in your classes be attentive but he also tells you that there is a couple of nerds that hang out downtown in the arcade that will do your homework if you pay them so Literally, he's just giving you like the slackers version of how to succeed in college and it's the greatest thing on the planet because I was one of those slackers and I skated by. <laughs> you know who the Chad is reminding me a lot of? Tell me. There's an 80s, there's an 80s movie called Real Geniuses with a very young Val Kilmer. The character the Val Kilmer plays in that not towards the end when you find out he's one of the geniuses, but in the beginning, uh, when you first meet him, that yeah. that's how I'm, how I'm 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 getting those those vibes from, uh, nice. from Chad. Wow! <laughs> Excellent. Right. Alrighty. So, uh, really quickly, we're gonna take a short break right here. Um, I need like five ten minutes to go take care of something real quick. But then when we come back, we'll finish up by taking a tour around the school and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to my listening and to my watching audience. Hope you got a snack. I hope you went to the bathroom because we don't got too long left. So we're just going to jump right back into it. So after the Chad, who is <laughs> who I who is a who is a duck. Wank. <laughs> uh, the Chad the Duck. He's the Chad. He is known as the Chad, the Duck, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> uh, I simultaneously apologize to Connor, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> no, no, no! Please don't. It's my sibling. Is a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan, and one of our longest-running jokes is just how awful Donald is, right? <laughs> and so, the build-up of, like, oh, this Chad, this Ric Flair, this, like, I have so much I can play off of that, and then to just yank the rug out from under me of, like, it's Donald. It's like, oh, that hurts so good. So you know what? We can retcon this, because I also thought of another famous duck. <laughs> Instead of Donald, it could be Howard. <laughs> okay, so Honestly, Mikey, not like, not better. Same, <laughs> same level of just like these damn ducks are everywhere. That's fine. That's cool. I can play with this. I'm ready. Yes, <gasps> baby. <laughs> mm. It's the baby. All right. So, so this is a this is a combination of Donald and Howard. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So. After settling into the room and kind of going over the rules, so to speak, which I also have a document I'll post later. <laughs> um, the Chad takes all of you and is just like, so now that you're all settled in, let me show you where all the good spots are. 
and like not even tells you to be a hey we're gonna go this way it's just like come on and like leads you all outside into the parking lot where you see his vehicle which is like the most stereotypical like 80s version of a uh hippie van you can possibly get <laughs> like this man's is i don't know how he got this ra job he's like in his 30s but you know what he managed to get to it all these connections i swear so he's just <laughs> i can't believe him about to say yes I can't believe I'm actually about to say these words, but the chat turns to you all. It's like, all right, kids, hop in my van. <laughs> I hop in the van. <laughs> Shanice just like pushes her way out of everyone else's out of the way to get the front seat. <laughs> so for the rest of you, as you get into the passenger side, like the passenger portion of the car, um, there are no seats. <laughs> it's just like this shag carpet <laughs> and everything. So it's literally you got to hang on for dear life. <laughs> uh, Pablo is going to jam himself into like the back corner. He's just like hiding in the corner. <laughs> so as everyone gets in, the Chad starts his van, which like starts with a deafening sputter and then it just the engine turns on and the chad just cruises on to downtown so as you take this lovely sightseeing tour with the chad there are three major places that you guys visit and mechanically which i'll give the, the mechanics of how these are going to work later these are the three places that when your characters are in the middle of a chapter and you need information or if your characters need to get away or take a breather of all the craziness that's going down in the main story, these three places are will be your safe haven. So what I like to do in my games is either there's a character or a place in each of my games that this will be the proverbial safe space. So these places will not be touched or will be affected by the campaign. There's not going to be anything traumatic that happens at these. This is literally a place if your character or you yourself want to use your character to take a quick breather from everything that's going to go down in the story. These places are going to be safe places for y'all to kind of collect thoughts. And like a video game also will offer if you need information, these will be your info brokers as well. So the first spot that y'all have on your college tour i guess is the best way of putting haha <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> uh, is the local coffee shop down uh where all the students go and hang out so the coffee shop is called the enchanted bean <laughs> so the enchanted bean obviously most college kids especially the juniors and seniors they come down here when they need part-time jobs because uh you know you're almost done finishing that degree and um, money is kind of running tight and financial aid doesn't cover it anymore as I shudder and have PTSD from my own experience. <laughs> Listen, I have my degree, but loans up the wazoo because that was the only way I afforded to go to school because apparently my parents made too much money for grants and scholarships. Stupid. <laughs> Anywho. And we, 
we've now circled into why I chose the rebel because burning the system down is <laughs> exactly what I want to do. Burn it down. <laughs> so, uh, the enchanted bean is the coffee shop, and ooh, okay, so first picture time. This is gonna be fun. Uh, so. This is where most of the kids at Elko come to hang out or if they have study dates or study times and all that good stuff to come down or if they just need a quick, you know, coffee and ramen got me through my undergrad. <laughs> so especially ramen, not the most healthiest option, but you know what? I could buy a pack of like 20 of them for five bucks at Stater Brothers. <laughs> so shout out to my local Stater Brothers near my college. You help feed me during my freshman and sophomore year and and it's so versatile i mean it goes with everything it honestly it really really does <laughs> so at the enchanted bean again all of these people have some sort of connection with the chad so you're since y'all and honestly successfully saved the party of the summer these npcs are automatically going to be cool with you because They've all been to the Chad's party in their own time. And because you saved the biggest party of the summer, they will choose you cool. Because if the Chad says you're cool, you're cool with them. So at the Enchanted Bean, the main person that is going to be your anchor, so to speak, here is one Luna Moonbean. Yes, Bean. <laughs> so Luna is, uh, is actually one of the few humans here at Elko. Because again, every we have all the humanoids here, but she is actually human-human. She is like vanilla human, which is still pretty good. So to give you a little bit of a description of Luna, and then I will give you her image in a little bit. So uh, her personality, Luna is very quirky, and she is a friendly uh, barista at The Bean, who also moonlights. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? She also moonlights as a part-time DJ, so... If you, there are any parties on the campus, she will usually be spinning the decks. Uh, so Luna uh, has magenta shoulder length wavy hair and she wears star shaped glasses. She's also usually dressed in a colorful off the shoulder top, a neon mini skirt and neon leg warmers over her bright tights. And of course on her feet, like any good 80s aesthetic is some high top sneakers. <laughs> and she is wearing a plethora of accessory, which include chunky bangles, big old hoop earrings, and she has a cassette tape necklace. <laughs> so again, went full throttle with these uh, descriptions. And to give you a reference image, this is what Luna, uh, just imagine her looking like so I put it in the in-game chat. So this is Luna. <laughs> ah. Right? The whole aesthetic. She is going to be your go-to and your main person here at the coffee shop. So again, I will give more detail later, but mechanically, Luna will be if you again, she will offer you drinks to you guys on the house from time to time because Y'all say the party, but mechanically, she happens to know all the party scenes and she knows all of like the local hotspots. So she is basically the tourist guide, but cooler. So she knows where all the cool stuff is happening, where all the parties are at, where all the events are. 
and anything that you need social wise she's your girl because she knows all the parties so Shanice she's gonna be your go-to later on <laughs> like she's the party girl she knows everyone while not in the same aspirations of the rising star she uh she she knows her way around and she does have connections with some entertainment folks too given she does part-time dj from time to time i will remember that yes so the next place this one i'm really really excited about the next place on your tour with the chad is what is what is known around elko as the pixel palace so the pixel palace is a arcade and a roller rink all in one so this is the main source of kind of like blowing off steam that the community college has. This is where all the kids go and hang out. Usually when classes are done for the day and there's no major parties on campus, this is where kids kind of come hang out and all that jazz. So it's an arcade and it's a roller rink and it happens to be owned by a lovely uh, couple. Uh, both of the guys, their names are Sparky and Neon. So this is a married couple. So a little bit of information. So Sparky is a male wizard who has a panache for vintage video games. So literally this arcade as you walk in is littered with like the old school games like Galaga, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, um, an alternate like the classic punch out like you. You can think of it and you name it. It's really great. And there's even some custom ones, too. Like there's a Sonic the Hedgehog for some reason. And then there's like an old school Donkey Kong. It's any old school arcade game you can think of. It's here. So Sparky's in charge of the arcade and he oversees it. So Sparky has spiky blue hair. He's usually seen with a mischievous grin and a pair of round glasses. He wears a power suit with broad shoulders and tapered pants. His outfit is complete with a colorful graphic t-shirt a skinny tie and high top sneakers and Sparky is usually holding some sort of video vintage video game controller in one hand. And so since he's a wizard, he kind of he is in charge of keeping all the guests enchanted with the video games. And now I'm going to upload for my players an image of Sparky. So here we go. Again, these are just reference images, but this is going to be great. <laughs> and then, of course, his husband, Neon. Uh, Neon is a non-binary technomancer with the flair for fashion. They have a vibrant mohawk in shades of pink, purple and blue with the sides of their head shaved. So it's think of like the most punk rocker you can ever think of. So. Uh, Neon wears an oversized shoulder padded jacket, a neon tank top, and tight acid wash jeans. <laughs> and of course, on their feet, they are never seen without their multicolored roller skates, so they're always rolling around <laughs> on the roller skates. And Neon's accessory include fingerless gloves, a chunky necklace, and a wide belt with a flashy buckle. So now, here in comes Neon, so this should be fun. I swear I can spell today. Neon is incoming. <laughs> I'm really proud of these descriptions. It's so good. So Sparky and Neon are the 
husbands and the owners of the Pixel Palace. So mechanic-wise, as a brief list, this is where, if you need anything tech-wise, since Sparky is in charge of vintage uh, video games, he, he is the person to go to. And Neon... Now, Neon has straightened up, and he's kind of living cleanly, but he still has connections to the... I don't want to say underworld, but... Neon, as a former member of one of the local gangs here around the community college, he has his communication and knows the whereabouts of uh, if y'all want to get into trouble or if you're trying to stay out of trouble. He knows all the gangs in the area. So Neon is going to be important because they will be able to help you out and inform you in case you're looking for some bad peoples. And so Neon knows all the shadier parts of the community college. So that's going to be fun. And then finally, the last stop on the tour for with the Chad is you stop at the Tomes and Tapes Emporium. So this is the library, the bookstore and a record store all molded into one. So this is a two story building that houses the library in the front towards the back in a separate section is the bookstore portion. And then on the second floor in another room is a record and cassette store. So this is basically like, yeah, if you need to look for vinyl records or if you're looking for the newest cassette tapes, this is where you're going to go to. And funny enough, <laughs> yes, this is going to be good. And funny enough, as you enter in this three for one, so to speak, um, the owner of the Tomes and Tapes Emporium happens to be one of the local professors at the college. So this is owned by Dr. Octavia Quill. So Dr. Octavia Quill, uh, she gives off this mysterious and enigmatic uh, vibe as she is the head librarian and store owner of this establishment. She is seen wearing a stylish kind of side ponytail oversized glasses, but she has a warm and kind, knowledgeable smile. Dr. Quill usually is seen with layers of flowing, mismatched clothing, including a colorful scarf, a patterned blouse, a long open cardigan, and a flowing skirt, and her outfits are usually complete with knee-high boots and stacks of beaded bracelets. And no matter what she is doing or where she's at in the store, she's always holding a leather-bound tome in one hand and a quill pen in the other. So she's always writing or taking notes of something. I mean, she is a busy person. She's running a lot. She's making sure the library's in peace. She's selling things at the bookstore and she's selling records and cassette tapes uh, <laughs> as well. So, Dr. Octavia Quill. There we go. <laughs> so, I mean, if it wasn't already given mechanic wise as this game goes on, <laughs> I mean, besides getting records and cassettes for you guys for your needs, so the new kid might actually have a lot of fun here. Mechanic-wise, since she does have the library, yes, you will be going to classes, which we will be introducing next time. Um, 
you guys, if you will need to study for your classes and coming to the Tomes and Tapes to study or to get information academic wise, she is your guide. She knows anything and everything when it comes to academia. She is very knowledgeable on everything. Do you need to know the formula in order to calculate the speed of an engine? She is your girl. Do you need to find out the history of all like for your theater class? Like who are the most prominent uh, playwrights of this version of, of the world? She is your girl. Anything and everything academic wise, she knows what's up. But more importantly, too, she is also because she is a doctor. Funny enough, she is a doctor of psychology, so she is also going to be your mental health specialist. So if your emotions, if you find that your emotions are in turmoil and you find yourself mechanic wise, your character is reaching a breaking point. Your character can come see her and she will offer her services in order to help you process those things. So essentially, I created Dr. Quill to kind of be the safety tool for this game because we are going to get into some pr not too heavy stuff because, I mean, the game is called Lighthearted, but it is the 80s and there are some prominent things that will happen and it is a college campus, so things will go down. May go down, but nothing too crazy. But you all return back to the college campus after meeting the chat's connections and your key npcs which you'll see a little bit later once we get further into this campaign and as you roll up instead of taking you back to the dorm the chat pulls into the parking lot in front of the lawn which is like the big grass area most colleges have for kids to hang out and picnic but as you step out in his van and you look at the lawn, as he's called it, the Chad says, welcome to the lawn. You see a plethora of carnival rides, game booths and everything. So, again, I it's been mm, it's been about five, six, seven years since I was in college. But I remember my freshman orientation was a giant party. We had carnival rides, games, food vendors, all that stuff. So essentially, this is just a welcoming orientation and the chat's just like, well, you have technically survived your first day. So now go ahead and go have fun at this carnival and I'll see you kids in a little bit. I have some things I need to take care of. And the chat gets back in his hand and drives away and he leaves you all there at this carnival. And that is where we're going to end the session tonight. So when we come back for the next episode of Neon Memories, we're going to see what kind of kerfuffles you get into at this carnival. And we'll see what kind of things go down. Also, I should also mention, too, that this carnival also serves as your club rush. So next session, I will have a list of clubs potentially you can join. And this club rush is actually going to introduce us to our first official chapter of the campaign. So I'm excited for this. But thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Neon Memories. When we come back next episode, the carnival is in town and club rush is upon us. So what kind of clubs will our uh, college kids, now that I can officially say it, get into? Well, you're going to have to come back and find out. But until then, from all of us here at Neon Memories, as well as Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, 
And as always, make sure to keep those good times rolling. Until that, next time, we'll see you later. But until then, ta-ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.